Audio is uh, recording and live. Uh, I don't know what's going on with YouTube, so I'm not going to do my intro, outro song today, but usually I would. Uh, but let's get right into it. Welcome back to episode 97 of the Booth Podcast. Thank you so much for all the support to this point. Very much appreciate it. We're actually one subscriber away, literally from 130 subscribers, which is crazy saying. is good to be back with my normal setup, my mic. Back in America after being stuck in Israel for way too long. Happy to be back. Uh, I, If you haven't checked out, I did post a YouTube short update from Sunday from where I was at. Basically, in order to get back, I had to go from Tel Aviv to uh, Madrid, Spain, and from Madrid, Spain back to here, which was a whole crazy process. Five-hour flight from Israel, eight-hour flight from Madrid, Spain. Uh, but that was something. And... uh Let's move on, but uh, I am back, happy to be back. Uh, a lot more teams have supported Israel. Some have even gone to a further extent than a lot of others. There was a moment of silence before the Broncos-Chiefs game. Browns are backing up with Jewish Federation of Cleveland. Uh, the Bulls and White Sox are connecting with the United Hotel of Israel. A whole bunch of teams just more and more stepping up, and even two of was uh, talking about it during one of his most recent post-game press conferences. Either way, though, Let's get into sport. Let's get into this. So, starting off with recapping the rest of the League Division Series, which, spoiler alert, none of them even went five games. I most went four games, hence the title. Uh, let's start off with Baltimore-Texas. Baltimore-Texas went two, went home up 2-0, and they completed the sweep, winning 7-1 in Game 3 behind a five-run second. Bruce Bochy now became the seventh manager to reach the League Championship Series with three different franchises, None has won a league champ. No one has ever done it. Won a league championship series with three different franchises, at least not yet. AL, also, this loss marks AL East has lost eleven straight postseason games, going back to last year's ALDS Game Five. Yankees won over the Guardians. Bruce Bochy is also the first. Bochy's first series is one series victory away ALCS, which already an advantage for Texas, uh, from becoming the first manager to reach World Series with three different franchises, or to become the third, sorry. Uh, he, he has, I don't know why, or whatever, but either way, um, he, Right now, he did it with San Diego in 98. He did it with the Giants in the even years of 10, 12, and 14. And Texas would mark the third, which would join Hall of Fame managers Dick Williams to do it with the Red Sox or, or A's and Padres. Padres 84, I believe. The Red Sox, I think, was like somewhere in the 60s. And A's was in the 70s. And Bill McKechnie with the Pirates, Cardinals, and Reds. Well, that's wrap-up for Baltimore, Texas. So, Minnesota-Houston was even at a game piece going into Game 3. Houston won 9-1 in Game 3 behind a Jose Abreu two-homer game who had a three-run homer off Sonny Gray, which was his first, first home run given up since July last year. Christian Javier also is the fourth starting pitcher in postseason history with at least five innings pitched, joining Whitey Ford from 1960 to 1961, who had four with three of them being shutouts. 2006, Kenny Rogers, who had three, and fought 1905, Christy Matheson, who had three, all shutouts. And then game four, he's won 3-2 on the back of another, another Jose Abreu 
two-run homer that sent Houston the ALCS. Another opportunity of chanting, we want the next opponent, being a failure for Minnesota. But this season's absolutely it up for you, for them, even just to break both the games and the series streak for them. Big W in there for them, if you ask me, at least. Atlanta and Philly was even heading back to Philly. Philly dominated game three. Atlanta struck first, but it was all Philly. Six run third, and Bryce Harper first postseason two-homer game. And Nick Castellanos also had a two-homer game. Phillies had six homers in this game, which is a franchise postseason record. Also, I think it's the first time two different players have had a two-homer game in the postseason. But anyway, and then game four, they won 3-1 to one on the back of another Nick Castellanos two-homer game, which was he is the first player in MLB history to have two-homer games in back-to-back games. Not the only history we have of him to talk about, but Phillies move on to the NLCS. Uh of course, against Arizona, which they swept winning game three, four to two on the back of four run, four homer inning, uh, leading Arizona revenge for the 2017 NLCS against NLDS against the Dodgers, which the Dodgers swept that one. Finally, they sweep this time and are off to the NLCS for the first time since 2007, where they lost the Rockies. So that set up the ALCS between the with a Texas showdown in the ALCS for Astros and Rangers and Phillies and Diamondbacks in the NLCS. ALCS game one, Texas won two to nothing behind Jordan Montgomery, six and the third shot Angs, and Leo Tavares backbreaking solo homer in the fifth, and Evan Carter turning a backbreaking double play that caught Altuve lacking that was hit by Bregman. And then game two, they won five four on the back of a four run first, which is most in the first inning in Texas history on five hits. Houston was shut out for 10 innings going back to game one, and on Jordan Alvarez, solo homer, who also had a two homer game. But Texas is going to home up 2-0. Houston's not done, though, trust me. We are three years removed from when they came back from down. Well, almost came back from down 3-0. They're not done. Trust me, this series is nowhere near over yet. Texas, Houston can still come back. And then Arizona-Philly game one. Air, Philly won 5-3. Schwarber, fourth career postseason leadoff home run, which is most in MLB history. And Bryce Harper on his birthday and his fourth player to do so in MLB history. Homer within the first five pitches of the game in the bottom of the first in Philly's victory. Nick Castellanos homer in the third, making it five homers in three game span. Which he joins Reggie Jackson from 1977 as only players in MLB history to do so. Oh. So that's the NLC the LCS recap up to this point. Tonight, about to start very soon, uh, will be game two. Philly hosting Arizona. Philly's up a game to none. Merrill Kelly pitching for Arizona. Aaron Nola pitching for the Philadelphia Phillies. And then game three for Texas-Houston will be tomorrow at 8.03 on FS1. Uh, the game tonight is DES. Uh, Texas is up 2-0, of course. Christian Javier pitching for the Astros. Max Scherzer coming back from injury pitching for the uh, Texas Rangers. And that is uh, the update with the score set up for tonight going into tonight's games. Um Let's dive into NFL, which there's not much games to recap, but each game has a lot of details to go over. Uh, Because really the two biggest headlines from this week are the two undefeated teams going into this week, the 49ers and the Eagles. Let's dive right into it. Browns 49ers, which I will admit, 
I did not watch this game for two reasons. One, I was on the plane when this game was unfolding. And two, I wasn't even playing on watching the game at all because no Deshaun Watson, P.J. Walker against 49ers, I felt like uh, there's no point they're going to get utterly dominated. Well, I was absolutely wrong because thanks to Jake Moody, who's Michigan-born and had family at the game, missed game-winning missed 41-yard field goal lead Browns to a 9.5-point upset over the 49ers. 1970, ending a 15-game road regular season win streak for the San Francisco 49ers, which that was the line, by the way. Niners were nine half-point favorites. Cleveland has given up 1,002 yards over through five games this season, which is the fewest that any NFL team has given up in five games since 1970, and that's over a whole bunch of good defenses. Christian McCaffrey touchdown early was his 15th straight game with a touchdown, which is tied for second-longest streak in NFL history, including playoffs. He did leave the game with injury. So did uh, Debo Samuel and Trent Williams also got hurt during the game. Uh, though there was also a fight before the game that could have also helped the injury to some extent. And San Francisco's 215 total yards is the fewest for them in a game under Kyle Shanahan since he became coach in 2017. And Kyle's now 109 versus Jim Schwartz-led defense. Uh, yeah, it was all, it was a crazy game. And then the Jets beat the Eagles off a... Pick four yard five yard pick and one of three picks to hurt through on the night. And Brees Hall, eight yard touchdown that gave the Jets the win. Uh, I forgot what score I didn't know how it worked down. Uh, Jets defense versus three of the top five Kiwis in the NFL this year. Josh Allen, 236 touchdown, three picks. Pat Mahomes, 203 yards, one touchdown, two picks. And Jalen Hurts, 208 yards, one touchdown, three INTs, which is just crazy. But yeah, no more undefeated teams. And uh, the 72 Dolphins will still remain the, mo- the only undefeated team so far. 2014 was the Jets' Eagles score, by the way. Um, this week in predictions, I went 10 and 5. Overall, I'm 53 and 40. Standings update AFC East, the Dolphins are in first place at 5 and 1, followed by the 4 and 2 Bills, followed by the 3 and 3 Jets, followed by the 1 and 5 Patriots. In the AFC North, the Ravens are first place at 4 and 2, followed by the 3 and 2 Steelers, followed by the 3 and 2 Browns, followed by the 3 and 3 Bengals. In the AFC South, Jaguars in first place at 4 and 2, followed by the 3 and 3 Colts, followed by the 3 and 3 Texans, followed by the 2 and 4 Titans. And then the AFC West, the Chiefs in first place in 5-1, followed by the 3-3 three three Raiders, followed by the 2-3 Chargers, followed by the 1-5 Broncos. As for the AFC and the NFC, the East, Eagles in first place in 5-1, followed by the 4-2 Cowboys, followed by the 3-3 three three Commanders, followed by the 1-5 Giants. In the NFC North, the e- Lions in first place in 5-1, followed by the 2-3 Packers, followed by the 2-4 Vikings, followed by the 1-5 Bears. NFC South, the Buccaneers in first place in 3-2, followed by the 3-3 Falcons, followed by the 3-3 Saints, followed by the 0-6 Panthers, and the NFC West, the 49ers in first place in 5-1, followed by the 3-2 Seahawks, followed by the 3-3 Rams, followed by the 1-5 Cardinals. Week 7 predictions, Thursday Night Football, we've got a decent matchup between the Jaguars and the Saints. I have the Saints winning that game. Sunday starts off, Rams at Bears, I have the Rams Browns at Colts, who will still be without Anthony Richardson, most likely for the rest of the year. I have the Browns. Bills the Patriots, I have the Bills. Commanders Giants, I have the Commanders. Falcons the Buccaneers, I have the Buccaneers. Lions at Ravens, I have Lions. Steelers at Rams, I have the Raiders at Bears, by the way. Raiders, not Rams at Bears, whatever. I'm Sorry about that. Uh, Steelers at Rams, I have the Rams. Cardinals at Seahawks, I have the Seahawks. Packers at Broncos, I have the Packers. 
Chargers at Chiefs. I have the Chiefs. Sunday Night Football Miami at Philly, which should be a very in- good, interesting game. I have Philly. And Monday Night Football 49ers at Vikings. I have the 49ers. That is it for the NFL part of the recap. Let's get to college football. Stanford came back from down 29-0 to beat Colorado 46-43 in double overtime in what was a very crazy game. Number three, Ohio State Avengers 2018 with a 41-7 whooping on Purdue. They dominated all game. They achieved both of what I wanted. Win and win by as much, if not more, than what they won in 2018. They won, they were lost by 29 points. They won by well over that. And so it was a great win. For I need that win to happen for 2018's sake, and probably a lot of people do. Seven to Washington beat Oregon 36-33 off missed Camden Lewis to 43-yard field goal. Number 21, Notre Dame beat number 10, USC off three INTs by former Heisman winner Caleb Williams of USC 48-20. Pitt upset number 14, Louisville 38-21, and Missouri upset number 24, Kentucky 38-21. That is week seven recap for college football week eight preview, which, by the way, not this week. Not next week, but in three weeks, we get the college football playoff rankings back, which that's going to make things even more interesting. So, anyways, week eight preview, key games to look out for. Number seven, Penn State at number three, Ohio State, 12 p.m. on Fox, which college game day will be at. Also, probably big name Fox also. Uh, number 17, Tennessee at number 11, Bama, 3.30 on CBS. Number 16, Duke at number 4, Florida State, 7.30 on ABC. And number 14, Utah at number 18, USC, 8 p.m. on Fox. That's it for this week's episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for watching and listening. If you're new on YouTube, leave a like, hit the subscribe button, leave a notification bell so you're notified by your life and our post new video. If you're new on audio, follow the podcast, leave a review, hit the notification bell so you're notified when I, go on, when I post on there. Thank you so much for watching and listening, and I will see you back in next week's episode, episode number 98. Bye-bye.